Welcome to the Packer Force Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Sill, joined by my brothers, Peter and Andrew Sill. Uh, we are here to guide you from one ass kicking uh, to another. Hopefully a, a, a better one. Guys, mm, I, I can't mm. really remember what happened. The Packers game was like five days ago, but... Uh, it was That was a while ago. It was a while back. It was a Thursday night. It was a Thursday. That was last. And that was the middle of last week. It seemed like no Packers fans actually watched that game. Remember that was the game where Lambeau Field was Lamb Blue Field. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Where the fuck were all the Packer fans? What happened? They were in Green Bay, watching at home. It was Thursday, man. Give them a break. It's so annoying hearing all this shit about. It's Thursday night. It's a town of fucking a hundred thousand people. Sorry, only fifty showed up. It's it's tough sometimes. Actually, this is a segment that I want to talk about. I think there is someone to blame, and it's uh, it's God. God did this. Yeah. Wow. Look yeah, at God. I'm always down to reminds, blame. God. Reminds me of my favorite song, "Fuck You, God" from the Book of Mormon. Fuck you, God. That was actually a song. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah. Watch that show. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Um, but by God, I mean Mark Murphy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now. Because like, it, it's a stupid idea to have um to have a gold package game uh, on a Thursday night. Yes, that's now the, we know. Yeah, I think that's that's the worst part. <laughs> But gold packages set second and fifth week home games, right? Yeah, you don't. Have we to don't do get that. to decide what games they schedule us with. It's still going to be yeah. second and fifth. Yeah, you know who gets to decide? Fucking Thursday. You know who gets to decide? God. 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 Mm-hmm. Mark. Mark Murphy. Mark God Murphy. Yeah. No wrong. No. Well, I think it. I think it was. That was like worse. If I had seen another team like that, I'd be like, wow, that could never happen in Green Bay. Our fans care at least that much. That's true. That's true. That's and true. I would have laughed at whatever franchise. That was us. We There needs to mm-hmm. be a solution about this. And I think, I think the best thing to do is to kind of tap the resource you have of this wait list of a hundred million thousand people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like create a portal, create a portal for selling tickets from Packers fans to Packers fans on the wait list. Like create, just make that happen. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. There's gotta be a way to do that at this point. Um, but how can you verify? No, you would have to verify that you're a Packer fan. There's no way that you could do that. It being on the season ticket waiting list is verifying that you're a Packer fan. Never mind. That's fair. Yeah, there's workarounds for sure. But also, Packers fans could just buy the tickets on the secondary market like the Lions fans did. They didn't have some unfair advantage to get to the tickets. They just got there. Lambeau Field is a hot ticket. It's a cool place to be. We are in, as much as nobody wants to admit this, we're in a rebuild season. There's going to be a lot of fans that are like, eh, I can miss week four against the fucking Lions. Mm-hmm. It's 
fine. It's not a big deal. Let some people come see it. It's kind of a shitty feeling. But they're like $300 tickets. If they want to pay for the $300 tickets and come to Lambeau that fucking Packer fans didn't want to pay for, Packer fans be better. The, yeah, I mean, like, I hear I hear you, but at the same time, like, no, I don't want it to just be, oh, let them, let them come watch the game. Like, I what I'm wanting to, I want to create an unfair advantage for Packers fans to get those tickets. And I want, I also would love if there was some sort of like alarm that could be sounded like, Hey, we have a lot of tickets available to this game. And before we put them on the secondary market to sell to lions fans, we want you to know that so that Packers fans who are willing to go, cause trust me, there's enough Packers fans willing to pay for tickets and go to a Thursday night game. It just needs to be community. It just needs to be like, I don't know. I think availability is, is. Here's the thing. What you're very literally describing is gatekeeping. Yes. And in a sports setting, sure. It's fine. I don't give a fuck if there is gatekeeping, but I believe the whole woke movement in the fucking leftist world now is against gatekeeping. And we are pleading for gatekeeping against other teams' fans. Mm. I think that I mean that makes another argument out of it. This is this is the way I see it. I think we're probably getting at similar things, but this is the way that I see it. Like that very real pain that you feel of like you should see that in another franchise, but not this one. That's one of the reasons that, you know, we can live. I feel like that we can live nowhere close to Green Bay, never have grown up there. But as a kid, you were steeped in the culture and the history of what this franchise and what this team means. That that is a part of your fandom, that pride that our team does this. Our team will fill our stadium until the end of time. For a practice. For a practice. There were more Packers fans at family night than there were at Thursday night football. That's true. And so there's part of that pride. There is a part of that, like, this is your roots. And that, like, you know, I I think when it gets down to pure football, like, that's one way that we can still be tribal. And it's okay. Fuck the Lions. Fuck those pieces of shit from Chicago. In real life, love Chicago. Beautiful place. I love Detroit, but in football, they don't have any fucking jobs. That's why they were able to come on Thursday night. <laughs> Ouch. That's yep. a little bit hard. <laughs> Look, I don't give a shit about that. If you want to fill the fucking stands with Packer fans, Packer fans go buy the tickets. They were on the secondary market. It's not like anybody went out of their way to sell them to Lions fans. That's not how it went. There wasn't a conspiracy where we filled the stands because we had a bunch of fucking backstabbers. Packer fans, go buy the tickets. It's early season. It's early journey in this quarterback's career. It's a very understandable game for you to sell tickets to people that want to come get the Lambeau experience. I'm fine with it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, they're... Like... 
Kyle Cousineau on Twitter is constantly helping Packers fans sell their tickets to Packers fans. He's one dude on Twitter who can exactly. Help us so turn that concept, turn that concept into a platform. I don't give a shit about it. I do. I give a shit about. I give a shit about seeding our stadium grounds to to Lions fans. I think it's a dumb idea to schedule a Thursday night game. Like, if I'm Mark Murphy, I am angry at the world that we were scheduled for a home Thursday night game. I just want to see a response to that so that this doesn't happen next year too. I don't want this to become an annual tradition where the Packers, who are attractive as a primetime audience, and Lambeau Field, which is the stadium between the Packers and any other team that broadcast crews are going to want to go to. And I don't want it to be the case that we get sucked into a tradition of like, Oh, let's watch the Packers fucking have the, you know, Minnesota Vikings take over Lambeau field on Thursday night. Like fuck that. Let's intervene. Let's do what we can knowing that yes, the free market, the secondary market exists, whatever free market, laissez faire capitalism law, but let's, let's look at it. Let's look at it as a problem and take steps so that we can have fans that are Packer fans at our home games. I'm not saying to to gatekeep to a point of unfairness, but do what you can. Look into it and do what you can. Whatever. I agree it was a bad look, but also I am not anywhere near thinking that is a reason to blame the loss on. Oh, not at all. I mean, like, yeah. No, it just it just hurts. It just hurts. Well, last Wednesday when we recorded our podcast, going back further, <laughs> we uh, had a, a beautiful little segment uh, authored by me. A nice little cocktail. Uh, about would it be better in the long run? for the Green Bay Packers to lose this game? And I think we all understand now that the answer is yes. We were so close to becoming last year's Vikings. Exactly. A team that is getting all these undeserved wins, that is getting this confidence that it doesn't deserve, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and is mm-hmm. actually like kind of a shitty team that probably could use some help in other ways that has some problems that it needs to fix. And we were able to find out what we need to fix. Right. So we needed to be looking at this week's film humbly, knowing that it was part of a loss, not as like, we got to clean some things up, but overall I'm really proud of the guys. Like, no, don't be proud of what you did. Like lose, you lost the game. Yeah. And now we can get better from it. You know, there's been this thing going around Twitter that's like, you need to own your bad takes. Everybody, you know, props up their good takes. But what are your bad takes? And the take that we would be better off with a loss is not one of those takes that I need to own as a bad one. It's a good, it's a really fucking good take. (laughs) Great job of owning your bad takes. I don't have any bad takes. Right, because that wasn't your take. Your take was that, oh, you're an idiot. Of course we should win the game. You guys are fucking so simple-minded. You can't even see the chess moves, all right? This game was a pawn that I sacrificed so I could strike with my queen 
and now we are going to see the improvement. So you're saying that that game was our rock bottom. When you posed the question last week, there was a laugh pause that lasted longer than any laugh pause that we have had on this fucking podcast in (laughs) six, seven years. (laughs) Because at the time, it was the dumbest thing that I had ever heard anybody say on this podcast. (laughs) But... In retrospect, it was genius, and you're absolutely right. And who knew that, yes, that actually, now thinking about it, in hindsight, losing this game was actually definitely the best thing that could have happened to us. So, And Elliot, we have one thing to say, and that's, we're sorry, dude. We... <laughs> I come begging for your forgiveness for making you feel any sort of way, any sort of wrong way, any way that I hurt you. I'm sorry. (laughs) I will try to be better. Well, you can't hurt me because you're not the host of this podcast, (laughs) but I appreciate your apology and I accept. I will say I still think it's pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> no, it, it would have been better to win that game. We could have probably learned more, developed more, progressed more from a win. But mm-hmm. sitting here in the traces of toxic garbage that stemmed from that game, I have said many times this season is going to be a learning season, and that's fine. And we have a lot to learn from. So along those lines, um, one of the other things that we talked about in previewing the game was do last year's two two Lions wins hang over this game at all? Mm -hmm. And we were very much like, no, that was like Aaron Rodgers' failure, whatever. Turns out, it was a continuation of that thread. It was the same kind of type of, of physical advantage that they seem to have. It's advantage and intensity that really seems to come down to that. You can see clearly now because Aaron Rodgers is out the door, Dan Campbell and his ethos versus Matt LaFleur and his. And it Mm -hmm. seems right now that Dan Campbell is just got the upper hand in that relationship is all of our father is our what father dan can't yes dan campbell is our father and we are his children and that's just how things are right now <laughs> no and it's kind of comforting it's kind of comforting like we've only had aaron Rodgers, you know for the last 17 years And we all know that he hates his father. And so that's trickled down to us. And so now it's like, yeah, dad, I want to be like you when I grow up. Dan Campbell, you, the Packers want to be. Yeah. I wake up and I, I try to drink, you know, what a two venti pikes with like six shots of espresso in each. Is that what Dan Campbell drinks? That's what he drinks every morning. Yeah, oh. it's, it's like that. And yeah. then I puke and, and <laughs> I go back to bed. You know, I hadn't heard the halftime interview with Matt LaFleur 
in which he emotionally called for his team to fight. Yeah. And keep fighting. Yeah. Um, Sound like he's on the brink of tears, mm-hmm. which just makes me feel like he's just getting bullied by Dan Campbell and he's crying and he says he wants to fight back and he seems to not know how he seems to not have a grip. But, and this is a sense where this is kind of like healthy for our team mm. to just like have to stare in the face. This lions team is better than us. And they show it. They they throw their weight around with us, and we need to figure out how how to get one in on them. This this is this is a great point. This, you know, it's not a great point. It's chewing ice while you're on a podcast. I know. I just like ice, man. I you love have ice. you've always loved ice ever since you were like eight, and yeah. here you are at thirty five. It's done. Still chewing ice. You're yeah. welcome. So go on. Okay. This is something that we were talking about. Uh, this is something that sticks with me. The Patriots practices from the off season. We own day one. Day two, the Patriots came out and beat the shit out of us. They punched us in the mouth. And they had Jabril Peppers on the sideline yelling at us saying, bunch of fake tough guys over here on the Packers. Bunch of fake tough guys in Green Bay. And there is something that it has felt like that for a while, ever since 2010. It has felt like we have tried to be mean. Mike Daniels has come out and said all of this, like we never crossed that line. We never flirted with that line. Mike Daniels, I remember him being mic'd up saying, why can't we be the bad guys today? Why do we always have to be the good guys? And this is the the fatal flaw of this team that goes back 13 years now. And Matt LaFleur is trying to fix it. You can tell he wants to fix that. He wants this team to be emotional. He wants this team to be passionate. And he wants this team to be violent. But he also kind of doesn't seem like that guy. Mm-hmm. He hasn't really gotten to his place by being that guy. And so Joe Barry is his defensive coordinator. And he, quote unquote, hand selected him because he's a real rah-rah guy. Mm-hmm. He's the loudest guy on the practice field. But they also don't seem like they really match. Mm. They don't really seem like they match. So it makes me wonder, is Matt LaFleur actually, does he need to find a way to actually be himself? Or is it going to work him trying to be that violent, aggressive guy for this team? That is the first analysis of the Joe Barry hire I've heard that was interesting. I have to say Mm. because it's, it's very, it's very popular to put this in black and white terms and say like Joe Barry sucks. We hired a guy who sucks and it's like, well, no, there's like, there's a lot going on here. Um, And, you know, but I think framing it in terms of we hired a guy who doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. Um, is really interesting and it might explain a little bit of why 
the vision hasn't always seemed the same where Matt LaFleur seems to like understand some of the basic types of failings that are happening on defense Mm -hmm. and the changes aren't getting implemented at least for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I think we have seen changes implemented under Joe Barry, but it seems to be like this kind of long process where I don't know, I don't know what's happening in those coaches meetings, but it does seem like it takes LaFleur a long time to convince Joe Barry to make adjustments. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think maybe as like, yeah, Matt LaFleur is really soft-spoken, really like down to earth and is just not a violent guy. So you see that kind of dissonance there. Maybe he Mm -hmm. wanted someone different, but maybe it's not the right, the right thing. Matt LaFleur is definitely a Jedi, and on defense, you need a little bit of Sith. Mm-hmm. You okay. need a little bit of that dark side. You need somebody to step in there with a red lightsaber and start cutting fucking heads off. And I'm a long way from saying Joe Barry is that. because I don't know. He looks a little Emperor Palpatine-ish if you squint. Mm-hmm. I, I could see it. But he's got a long way to go to prove that to me. But yeah, it is starting it, to look like he's getting a little of that out of his guys. Quay Walker and Barry or Rashawn Gary both look like they've got some of that Sith swagger to them. Like they are mm-hmm. they're down to murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I gotta tell you, I'm really impressed with what I've seen from Quay Walker this year. I mean, like everyone mm-hmm. was talking I think I expected like the second year jump to happen for Devontae Wyatt. And what I expected for him is happening for Quay. He's just, he's flying around and he's tackling violently and and well. I'm pissed off. Dude, you know what I'm fucking pissed off at? What I saw on Twitter was like, everybody was fucking pissed off at Quay Walker for his penalty. And that's horseshit because the penalties that he had last year were really stupid and really bad. And when he saw him walking off the field against the Lions and he was like obviously in pain, obviously pissed off at himself, and everybody was like, oh, this fake bullshit, I saw I was like, you got to do something about it. You want to change. And this offseason, he's worked his fucking ass off to change who he is. He's worked on meditation. He's worked on fucking self-control. That is humongous growth. And it's turned into production. And then for everybody to fucking get pissed off at him for jumping over a guy. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not the same genre of penalty that he was getting last exactly. year. Right? Yes, it's a stupid move. But then to fucking keep that same, oh, he's an idiot. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, that yeah, pisses I'm me off. He's trying guys, too hard. I don't want to hear that. For everybody to turn on. Well, and uh, furthermore, that's that's a coaching error. You know, that's yeah. You gotta you gotta like a. I either Quay Walker did that having never done it and having mm-hmm. done it in practice, or having done it in practice and gotten away with it. Right, right, right. right. And so that you know. If 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 he just whipped that out of nowhere, then yeah, that's like fucking going Leroy Jenkins and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, don't do that. Which, but but hey, that's a step to growth. He learned. I he learned. Not I only he learned. was yeah. it soft on his part and forgivable, absolutely, 
but nobody even caught it, not even the refs, until after a fucking commercial break. Yeah, yeah. that was that was that was a gut punch, man. He was like you go to commercial, you're down fourteen and then like or you're down thirteen and then yeah. you come back and you're like special presentation of <laughs> and nobody even saw it yeah. coming and then they're like, Oh well shit. I guess if they say that now I fucking hate the guy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Nobody, I, nobody when I saw it, when I saw it live, oh, I was like when I, when I saw it live, I was like I don't know if you're allowed to do that. And it's just kind of like, I, you just kind of trust, like there's no way you do that in this spot. If you don't know the rule and know what you're doing. Right. Um, but there it was, and it's called being a young team and being dumb as fuck. And And so I, I can understand that. I mean, I don't know. The audience doesn't know, but I didn't watch the game. I couldn't watch the game. I went to my friend's harpsichord recital instead. We all saw your tweet. Yeah, about going to your friend's harpsichord recital instead of watching it. So I can imagine that that would be really hard. Oh, it was very frustrating. Yes. And it's, you know, yeah. when somebody gets a penalty, you're going to blame them. Right. Yeah. Um, And it, that makes sense. But it, yeah, when you tie it back to Quay's previous, you know, not cool unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. Right. It's it's a, you're right. It's a different genre. I just I just saw so much hate for Quay when he also got 18 tackles the whole game and his cool. turn around his entire. That's character the whole thing is that off. everybody turned on Quay like that when yeah two plays before that the entirety of Twitter was like holy shit Quay is the only person playing this game. Quay has made every yeah. tackle. Quay is doing everything. Quay comes up with one penalty, and, and they're fair, like, "Oh, fire this fucking guy." To mm. be fair, there were there were it was not like everybody said that there were people kind of calling out the bullshit. To, yeah, they're you yeah. know look for the helpers, right? Yeah. Look for the helpers. Yeah, like Mister Rogers taught our family. Um. So yeah, I mean. You, you take this one on the chin, you fall to two and two. Lions take control of the division. It's the it's their NFC North until further yeah. notice. We have we can, you know, certainly work to catch them. We we play them again Thanksgiving. And that's that's a great timeline for us. That's a great like almost two month interval for growth to occur mm-hmm. and for you to show that like you're not going to be bullied like that when you go into their house. Plenty of time for injuries to occur on the Detroit Lions. <laughs> you saying that because that's our only hope? I'm speaking that into existence. All right. Well, because fuck them. <laughs> because fuck them. No, they're fine. It's going to get fought game by them. They deserved it. Good job by you, Detroit. I yeah. do like I you know my vibe as the game was in like the fourth quarter was like hey let's just make them not have a very good time here like let's yeah. at least make this a little annoying for them on the way out yeah and we did you know we yeah it was ten points at one point in the second half like it was not it was not yeah. horrible like the way that we've seen this team cave in the past repeatedly right we've seen this team repeatedly mm, cave in yeah when things start to look like oh no they might get out of hand 
And again, it's kind of a situation where if you have Aaron Rodgers, maybe you don't have that like ignorant leadership who's like, fuck it, we're going to keep playing. Um, so it was good to see like the 17 to seven second half is not lost on me and it doesn't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got to, we got to make sure it co- amounts to something. Yeah. This is a team that needs to learn how to play from <clears throat> behind. That's something we didn't really get good at with Aaron Rodgers. We, we sure didn't. We, and so, you know, that's, that's always been this team's bugaboo and that's what we're going to learn how to dug a dupe. Yes. Yes. And you know what? We weren't, Daniel Jones and the Giants getting sacked 11 times. That was the we most also, disgusting thing I've ever seen. We also weren't the Broncos falling down, you know, what was it? 21 to 7 to the Yeah, to the Bears having to claw 28 their, to 7. 28 to 7 having to claw their way back win that game late. We weren't the Bears on the reverse side of that. There's this worst situations to be in um we're fine did you guys see that jets game did i i watched uh was, i watched the second half of that game there was some feistiness yeah in new york i think that was that was the best i've ever seen zach wilson look zach wilson was hitting back shoulders all over the place he just turned that thing on yeah he's just like roll roll me out and let me rip and yeah. if i hold the ball don't let me hold the ball <laughs> But just roll me out and let me sling. And he's not the only garbage um, quarterback who did that. Justin Fields in a horrible loss. Justin Fields had a he broke the Bears consecutive completion record. Yeah. He threw four touchdowns. Yeah. And then the Bears were the Bears. Yeah. Dude, I was listening to that game on the radio and Justin Fields sounded like fucking Tom Brady mixed with Goku. He just <laughs> was fucking just killing everybody. He was. And, and yet, yeah. So I mean, it was a, it was a win win, right? The Broncos mm-hmm. got their first win of the <laughs> yeah. season. The bears, like that was the best game of the bears season. Yeah. By, by far. That was a good game. That was a fun was game a to watch. Game. It was. It was stupid, but it was also good and competitive. Like you knew that was there was a point where it's like they're going to take this into overtime and we're all going to lose, which was hilarious. <laughs> and dude, I like I don't know. I texted I texted you guys at 20, 28 to seven. Bears still have time to lose this game, and I felt it. I yep. felt that path. To, I've been black mountaining pretty good this year, I think, dude. Okay, I knew yeah. that. I was like, here comes Dangerous. Dangerous. Here comes Dangerous. Dangerous. Wilson. Dangerous. Dangerous Wilson. And he that, that's what <clears throat> Russell Wilson does. He can he can win those games. Yeah. He can just be stupid and come out of nowhere when you don't expect him to. He's like, all right, guys, we're gonna do this. come on. <laughs> and you're like, okay, whatever. And you just do it you, with the power of the Lord or whatever. You know? Bears commanders. This week, Bears getting that first dub? No, no, nope. probably not. Here's, here's Thursday the night. Thing. If the Bears do end up with picks one and two, like they are currently in line to, that's does insane. Caleb <laughs> go to them? 
I would not if I were him. I will tell you that much. I wouldn't. I would not it's, do that. I would. It's stay already coming me. out that he is going to be very particular if he doesn't like the team. He will play another year in college. He's saying he can make more playing in college another year. He can, dude. They get paid now. It's incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Why would he go to the Bears? The Bears seems like a death sentence. The Bears fans are walking out of the stadium after watching Justin Le- or Justin, Justin Fields. Fields throw fucking four touchdowns and break their consecutive completion records, and they are chanting Caleb Williams. He's not going to play for you, bro. He doesn't want anything to do with your poverty-ass fucking franchise that kills quarterbacks. Stop chanting for it. Chanting for his next victim. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> they are chanting for their next victim. He doesn't want any part of that shit. It's not going to happen. Stop yeah. chanting for it. Get behind the guy you got now because he's the last quarterback that is willing to play for your fucking team. Nobody else wants to be a Bears yeah. quarterback ever at this point. Fucking Gardner Minshew is going to be starting there next year. <laughs> I don't know about Caleb Williams. Shador Sanders could turn that team around. <laughs> Bring Daddy with you. I could. I could. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the thing. I know. Dion says he likes college. But why would he not coach his kid? Why would he not continue to coach his kid? I could absolutely see that being a thing. You fire Eberflus. I don't know if Eberflus is going to make it to the end no. of the season. I don't know how. I am guys. shocked he made it to the but, end of this week. Yeah, I mean they have a Thursday game. It's a little but that tight could turnaround. that could be a play. I mean that could be a play, and I'm sure that's the thing with Dion. That's going to be a play for the rest of the next two years <laughs> is saying like, Hey, be our coach. We're going to get your son. Yeah. We're going to go get your son and we want you to be our coach. Why would he not do that? That would be so tight. That would be amazing. And see, that's the thing. That's what Chicago needs, right? Chicago needs Deion Sanders to come in and be like, these fucking houses. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Step one is they need Virginia McCaskey to die. Yeah. Yeah, it's ownership is weird. It it's weird looking around the league and being like, "Oh, your owner sucks. That's why your team's bad." Yeah. It's like I can't relate. Yeah. For one, I'm a Packers fan, so yeah. I don't really No, I But don't. like, yeah, the whole Broncos like when you when you really think about the Broncos' failure, it's like well, Pat Bolin was dying and he wanted to win another yeah. Super Bowl and then he died and now they suck. It's <laughs> yeah. like that's, that's it's kind of the story of the Broncos of the last yeah, the decade. Team has been embroiled in an ownership dispute for yeah, ever since Peyton Manning left. They won. They or they they finally sold it. They've got kind of a coherent vision and things are poised to turn around, but the parts still suck. So now they have to find fucking reorient reiterate. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Um, yeah, I moved, I moved the Broncos from 31st to, to 30th in my power <laughs> rankings with their win. Is it Colts at, at 31 right now? Well, no, the Colts, the Colts are, Oh the, yeah. The That's Panthers right. are 31. Cause Panthers they're the other winless oh, yeah. team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're they terrible. couldn't beat the Vikings. 
Terrible. Um, Terrible. Vikings got their first win finally. So congrats to the Vikings. If there was any team that meet that was supposed to win that day, it was the Vikings. Yeah. Um, and that brings us to next week. We've got first round of buys this week. Mm-hmm. You're going to be missing your Chargers, your Buccaneers, your Seahawks. One other team, maybe Pittsburgh. Don't know. Browse Don't know. I won't be missing. Don't know. Yeah. So, and then the Packers play on Monday Night Football. Browns. Okay. Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Browns. Um, and the Packers play Monday Night Football against the Raiders. The Raiders are bad. Raiders are pretty bad. They have Josh McDaniels, mm-hmm. who still is bad. You know, it's funny. They were like, well, Josh McDaniels in his, his first stint, he was, he was just too young. And then like, since then, like six coaches younger than he was have gotten hired <laughs> right, and right, like, right. thrived. Yep. Um, it's at the Raiders, correct? It's at Las Vegas, which yes. is very stereotypically not a home game for the home team. It'll be yeah. real exciting to see how green and gold that crowd is. Ooh, little counterpunch. Yes. The Lions own Lambeau and the Packers own Vegas. What is it called? <clears throat> Reliant? Allegiant. Allegiant. From what I hear, Gillette? every road oh, no, team gets very gently treated when they go to Vegas. Which is funny because it was not that way in Oakland. It was not. Those tickets are expensive. The cheapest tickets right now for a Packers Vegas, Packers Raiders game is like 300 something. Tight. Allegiant Stadium. I was right. I'm unsurprised. Like it's still a hot ticket, but it's a yeah. ticket that is oh, not heavily yeah, paid for by the home team. Purely a destination. Yeah. Um. So bounce back. We're back to bouncing back, baby. <laughs> bouncing bounce back against these rated. No, I mean, but like. You want to come off that loss and show something, right? You want to show some sort of... We want to show a lot. Are you kidding me? We want to come off this 11 days off and show some recovery. We want to show a healthy Aaron Jones. We want to showcase a healthy Christian Watson. We want to showcase a healthy pass fucking attack that we have not had this year yet. Musgrave and Watson both practiced um, today. Uh, Elton Jenkins and Zach Tom both practiced today. Let's go. Good signs. Yeah. Um, Devondre still out. John Runyon still didn't practice. But boy, if we're going to be missing a lineman, John Runyon do it. Yeah. <laughs> let's 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 miss John Runyon and not Elton Jenkins. While we're talking about healthy not healthy is now an appropriate time to give a moratorium to Bakhtiari who was done forever. 
Yeah. Um, he, he, yeah. He did. Yeah, he's not going to play. He's not going to play. Uh, and it doesn't look like he's in a position to, I mean, I don't know. You, you don't get surgery unless you want to come out the other side of it. Hold on. He's getting another right? surgery. He got another oh, surgery. Well, that's... He's already gotten his second surgery. No. Like when he went on IR, he got a surgery. And then he's got, he's got another one that he's scheduled to get to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume the end game of all that is to get back eventually. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I was not aware of the surgery. I, I just thought we were saying bye-bye. No, it was very, it was very quiet, weird. Like, I don't know. It's his, his like, will he, won't he playing status was like a big deal. And then it seemed like it was like, oh, he's on IR and he got surgery. Like it's nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, if, st- if his last game was week one, you know, when, when you look back at week one, remember David Bakhtiari and just like the manic joy he was playing with mm. flipping the bird to the bear, the soldier Ooh, field. That's a statue. Fans. That's a statue. That, that you is. can make that a statue. <laughs> what was he like humping the, the end zone? Or something. He <laughs> said he said he had a yeet gasm. So if that was his last time on the football field, he was hopped up on enough painkillers, I guess, to be having a great time. Yeah. Which was awesome to see. And just obliterating people with basically one hand tied behind his back. Yeah. I, at this point as a Packers fan, like we gotta stop the the transactional view of it like yes we are paying him a shitload of money and he's not on the field and that stinks but like he's given everything he can to try and be on the team like he's he is he is you know and like i was like given i gave him shit on twitter uh, over the summer like joking about like i bet you wish you were in jets training camp or something because mm-hmm. or he was dishing on the social media team and i was like I, you like the Jets social media better because that's where all his friends mm. went mm. um but i you just at some point you just have to see the humanity and like just root for the guy i hope he can get back i hope that he can like get on to 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 a place of, of being on the other side of this injury that has been just miserable yeah, for him. Extremely Absolutely. painful. He's trying to play through it. Meanwhile, he's getting fucking lit up on social media by people who are not nice empathizing yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a pretty terrible overreaction as well. Yeah. I mean, Twitter is the worst place. It's a cesspool. It's it really <laughs> sucks. There's really not a lot of thought out thoughts right. on that. There's place. a lot of me very included. flippant nonsense that I tweet. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I you know just you you're just rooting for for him to come out the other side of it, and I assume that I assume he's done for the year. David Bakhtiari, uh, absolute legend. He came out in 2013 and immediately was your starting left tackle. 
you know, we talk, I, I've been thinking about a lot of these players like Rashawn Gary is kind of a special case, I think, and how he's been able to develop mm-hmm. year over year over year. And it's like, man, you wish you could get that out of every guy. But really what you wish for is the David Bakhtiari who <laughs> comes out of the fourth round and is your fucking all-star, all-pro left tackle. Like one of the greatest pass blocking left tackles this franchise has ever seen. And we, we've yeah. had some great ones. Yeah. Chad Clifton. And, you know, he's, I think, how can he not be a Hall of Famer? Oh, he's absolutely a, well, you mean like a pro football Hall of Famer? Pro football Hall of Famer. You know, I think it, he deserves that. Yes. I'm I'm there with he deserves that. Will he get it? Mm-hmm. Because we never won a Super Bowl. Will he get it? Because mm. his injuries are now going to kind of curtail his career before he can have this amazing 16 year type mm-hmm. of like, you know, if you were to put one of these guys in Jordy Nelson or David Bakhtiari, who would you put in, in the hall of fame? Sure. Yeah. Totally. That's a tough question. And you're, you're saying, you? let's assume that Bakhtiari has played his last snap. Yes. Yeah. Let's do that. Oh Jordy. man, Peter. Why Jordy. You say it's so much easier to get somebody with offensive production like Jordy's in there than an offensive lineman. It it has been easier to see that Jordy Nelson is an amazing player and the gifts that he has, and you you watch him produce, and it's like one of the positions that we understand. But as far as dominance, yeah, I'm not saying David Bakhtiari has been fucking dominant at the second most important. Yeah, I'm position. not saying that uh-huh. Jordy was a more dominant player at his position in his time than Bakhtiari. I'm saying that uh-huh. it is way easier to get in as a flashy receiver than a flashy offensive lineman. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, but who offensive would you linemen, put in? Offensive linemen are still going to get yeah, in from time you know, to time. Like, mm-hmm. but it is rare. No, they they, they go in pretty regularly. No, they don't. If sure they, they do. do, they're usually the guys that are getting in like ten years late. That's that's a possibility. Oh. I think I think that that's how I probably see it. I don't know if David Bakhtiari gets in first no. ballot, but I feel like within a certain amount of time he should get in. Yeah, you and got your- I would like I love Jordy Nelson, but what David Bakhtiari has been for this team and what he allowed Aaron Rodgers to do, the way he was able to block to mm-hmm. infinity, I think I think he's. More I would deserving. agree that Bakhtiari is probably the more deserving candidate. I also think Great. that Jordy is probably more likely to get in. That's I don't not think what so. I asked. That's not what I asked. I don't think so. I think I think Bakhtiari, I think you can definitely I think Aaron will campaign for him. That's Aaron's left tackle. And you have the all pro mm. like you don't really have much to go off of. Like you're saying, statistics show a lot with receivers. When you actually measure Jordy's statistics against Hall of Fame receivers, he does come up short. Mm. He's not quite at that level as your Larry Fitzgeralds or your, you know, Terrell Owens, Mm -hmm. like Bakhtiari though. So what you look at when you look at linemen is you look at, you know, a, are they a no brainer like Joe Thomas or is it like, 
you know, or you're going to look at all pro and David Bakhtiari, he didn't get pro bowls, which is another thing you're going to look at, even though pro bowls are fucking stupid. You're going to look at pro bowls. You're going to look at all pro David Bakhtiari has the all pros. I don't know how many times he was all pro. I think it was twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want uh, to say that. Probably could have been more than that. Yeah. And also the fact that that's Aaron Rodgers' guy. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see a case materializing for David Bakhtiari that gets him in not first ballot, but eventually. What about this? David Bakhtiari, this is last year with the Packers. Next year, fully recovered, comes back as a Jet. He and Aaron Rodgers win a Super Bowl together, retire, go into the Hall of Fame together. And kiss. Yes. And they kiss, Andrew. Kiss, kiss, kiss. But then you're going to have a scenario where Randall Cobb gets really mad at Aaron Rodgers for kissing other men, and he kills them both. <laughs> Podcasts have gotten in trouble lately for wanting people to kiss or want some PNV. Do you see any of that? The big cat talking about how he wants to see a sex tape with Travis Kelsey. And Taylor Swift. I did see oh, that. God. That was extremely fucking stupid. The only fucking I want to see is David Bakhtiari and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> That's a sex tape. I would fucking, I would pay a hundred dollars for who's that. Top, who's That's, Uh Oh God. Just hopefully all of the above. No. Just hopefully no. all of it. I would pay for it if uh-huh. it's Bakhtiari just railroading Roger. <laughs> just fucking chew, chew, chug a lug. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> That's what so. I want to hear Roger say in the pod. Or in the-, <laughs> the, the sex day. Everybody knows that. Aaron Rodgers has the hairiest fucking hands, and I just want to see him slip one of those long <laughs> uh, One of those fucking. Can we please talk about Bud Grant's balls? <laughs> Can we please talk about old Bud Grant's decaying testicle sack? Um, Give David nope. so, a go ball. Speaking of Packers that want to be Hall of Famers. Um, Devontae Adams mm. was hurt, uh, but came back into their uh, <clears throat> game again. God, who'd they lose to now? Um, Los Angeles, the Chargers. This is going to be the first time facing yeah. Devontae Adams. So that'll be like a little bit weird. But it's like not know. even, it's, it's kind of like fine. It's always comforting, like seeing old Packers on the Raiders. Like when we played Charles Woodson, Mm -hmm. did we ever play James Jones when he was on the Raiders? Yeah. So we did not play Oakland in 2014, right? We played, we would have played the AFC West in 2015. Man, that's how long ago James Jones went. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. So, um, James Jones wasn't on that 2014 team. No. Damn. That's crazy. That's so wild. Sorry. I'm old. Yeah. It was Nelson, Cobb, Montgomery, and Adams. 
is it? I mean, it, you know, there's we. I I don't really care that Devontae Adams is like we're gonna play Devontae Adams. That doesn't really. That's not a big deal to me. I don't it, know why. There there'll be some feelings that pop up when you see him on the screen. Yeah. It'll be weird covering him. It'll be weird, like Jair. Yeah, covering Devonte Adams. Yeah, I'm not like. I think if you called the wide receiver something different, he would be the best at that. Like if you called the wide receiver like a gun runner or gunner <laughs> or route runner or something like that. Like, but as a receiver, you ex- like the standard in my mind is Randy Moss. Yeah, that will just catch anything. Right. Doesn't matter how open he is. It's just like if it doesn't matter how good, how well he's covered, mm-hmm. he's going to catch it over you. And that was not really Devontae's thing. He was the most elite route runner I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Still is. I mean, the dude's kind of a magician. Yeah. I mean, he kind of, he kind of taught me what route running yes. means. Yes. Like what why it's good to be a route runner. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we're going to play him in Aiden O'Connell or maybe Jimmy Garoppolo will be back. We'll see. Um, not scared of either of those quarterbacks. Nope. Uh, Josh Jacobs is having a terrible season. I'm a little bit scared of J- Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I think so. I mean, a little bit of PTSD there. It's like facing yep. Raheem Mostert, basically. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's a healthy opportunity to beat the shit out of somebody who has beat the shit out of you in a very favorable scenario. Garoppolo beat the shit out of us with much better teams than he is on now. And it'd be really nice to just go spank his ass and remind him that it was never him that was good. Um, well, actually I, that would just like whittle it down to it being Kyle Shanahan, who is good. Who's still there. Um, which is the truth, but it just makes me sad. Now we have Christian McCaffrey too. Um, By the way, that's kind of nuts that we only have like one game within a span of like 23 days or 22 days. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty crazy. Uh, Yeah, from it was September 28th. 28th to October 22nd. There's one game. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Which like, yeah, thinking of on that, like. It is kind of a a nice little, it's like we had a mini season and we can review and kind of, I, I, I hope they, I hope they work their asses off this month. I feel like October is like the first part of the second quarter. Yeah. In basketball, right? We're like resting our players. It's it's like everybody else is out there playing football and the Packers are just on the bench. Yeah. Uh, but you get a chance to kind of like do some self scouting and, and look at the, you know, the four or five games you put on tape. Yeah. Um, and see like what's missing here. What do we need to do? It's yeah, it's interesting. 
Yeah. It's an interesting period of time where we get a lot of time to reflect. A lot of time, it like it felt like the beginning of the season, we had a ton of momentum built up. And then we lost to the Lions. And so we're kind of stuck in this period of like, oh, are we what we thought we were? Or are we just the, the last result? We had 11 days, and now this game is pretty big. Like, we got to – we. It's the only game that we have for three weeks. Yeah, can you imagine losing this game? Like, yeah. imagine the effect if you go in here after that Lions game and you just kind of stumble your way to a loss. Yeah, that can and, suck out a ton of momentum. Yeah, that will that will be a major setback on, on this season if that happens. Yeah. Um, and you're facing a bad team and a, and a desperate one mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Yeah. So, and they have very good skill players. You know, they haven't been able to run the ball at all this year. Although Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last year. So their, their offensive line sucks. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's always good. Yeah. Their offensive line is trash. Yeah. Um, so it's an opportunity in that sense for the defense too. You know, like to mm-hmm. to kind of push some people around after getting pushed around, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. by Detroit. So it's an opportunity for Joe Barry in that defense to 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 kind of stop the bleeding a little bit. Last week we talked about it being a big pivotal thing, right? Three and one versus two and two, but it was like last week was more like holy shit, this is going to get really weird if we win. Mm-hmm. And this week is more like, this is going to get weird if we lose. Mm-hmm. Um, if we if we do lose this game, it will be a weird timeline to be in of being two and three, mm-hmm. really losing the progress that you made with early success. I feel like something like nine and eight becomes less feasible at that point, even though there's a lot of games left. Yeah. So after all this analysis, this in-depth genius level analysis should we do some game prediction sure i'll go out on that um i think that gosh you you want to say like it's 31 to 12 right but it never works out that way mm-hmm. i think we're gonna have i think we're gonna have a touchdown on either side, just for our stupidity. He's going to be 24-19 Packers. Mm-hmm. I think, let's see, our defense is, what, giving up about 20 points a game. And we've played the Bears. We've played the Saints. We've played the Lions, who put up 34 on us. And the Falcons. The Falcons. And we gave up points to all of them. I think... Jimmy Garoppolo's back. Uh, I say Josh Jacobs runs all over us. Devontae Adams, 11 catches for um, 126 yards, two touchdowns. I could see it. Um, I think we lose this game 36 to 22. 23, 36, 23. Um, 
Wait, Jordan Love gets injured, <laughs> I think. And uh, Sean Clifford comes in and scores two late touchdowns. <laughs> what a miserable prediction. <laughs> Derek Carr throws three touchdowns to Devontae Adams. And the Packers lose. No, I, 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 I think the Packers win this one. I don't think it's pretty. I don't think the Packers have pretty in their fucking DNA right now. But I think we're working on getting there. I think it's going to be about... Oh my god, I wish I could have saved that photo. But I think it's going to be about 34-31-ish. Dude, what I'm I yeah, I, I honestly think that we do win this game. I feel like this season so far is kind of like Pokemon, <coughs> where you go into like your first couple gyms. Mm-hmm. Like you're still on like your first and second gym, but you also meet like your arch nemesis, and he beats the shit out of you early on. And you're like, oh man, we got to get stronger. But not like this is another one of those like nice level opponents opponents these <laughs> opponents these opponents <laughs> that uh that's like right at our level i think this is a great team for us i'm excited for this game <laughs> me too and on that note we will send you into the day just thank you for taking your time with us <laughs> <laughs> from your mother to our mouth. <laughs> uh, we are the Packer Force Podcast. Have a great Thursday.